Uga chaka, uga chaka, uga 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 chaka. I can't stop this feeling. No, but I can stop this horrible singing. Uh, welcome, um, Adam and Eve. I'll start there at the beginning of the human race, and then include all of you. Welcome, Adam and Eve, and everyone moving forward to the Harland Highway podcast. Uh, What a show. We're going to be talking about extreme things today. Extreme. Starting off with, uh, I have an expert coming in, and we're going to be talking about uh, hurricane season, which is coming up, and uh, precautions you can take, uh, how the uh, weather center is treating hurricanes these days. Uh, We're going to be talking about hugging. Do you hug when you greet someone? Do you like being hugged? Is hugging weird or is it cool? Um, the warm weather's here, so our old friend Eddie is on the phone calling around trying to get a barbecue going with somebody. Um, he's celebrating life, but on the other end of the spectrum, uh, we're going to be talking about funerals. And do you remember the first time you saw a dead person? <gasps> and then we're going to end it off. With some celebrity races at the Harland Highway Celebrity Racetrack. We got some great celebrities today. So here we go. It's the Harland Highway. <laughs> you just made a wrong turn. Would you kindly shut your mouth? Onto the Harland Highway. Oh, it's lovely. It's just lovely. The Harland Highway. Hi, Harland. Teddy Rumpspin, and I'm your friend! Riding down the Harland Highway. I'm not your daddy! Mm. Okay, we have a very, very special guest here today. Uh, This is going to be interesting. Uh, We're going to be talking about hurricanes, because as you know, hurricane season is coming up, as it does every year. People are are devastated. Uh, their homes are destroyed. Their communities ravaged. Uh, they suffer uh, personal loss, economic loss. It's it's just a horrible uh, event that Mother Nature throws at us every year. And here to kind of talk us through hurricane season and share his knowledge and how we can better prepare ourselves and defend ourselves against uh, hurricanes, uh, we have a weather expert here from the... American Weather Institute, uh, Dale Davidson. How are you, sir? I'm great. Thanks for uh, having me on, Harlan. Uh, great to have you here. Uh, so tell us about uh, hurricane season. Every year this happens, uh, what do we need to know? Well, as you know, global warming uh, warms those oceans up so we can get some pretty big monsters coming in. Right. Okay. And, uh, you know, this year uh, I think we... we, we We've we've got a grasp on on controlling these what we used to call hurricanes. Um, oh, yeah. Well, what do well, you mean? well, there's a new terminology now we use. Okay, we don't, we don't use the word hurricane. Oh, okay, okay. Some kind of fancy weather uh, terminology. Well, um, yeah, we uh, we got together. It was a group of scientists. We okay. got together and uh, we came up with uh, the word that we think best describes. A hurricane, because as you know, in Japan, you know, there, there, there are typhoons and hurricanes. It's sure. kind of confusing. Yeah. So globally, we have a new term. Oh, good. What is it? Let's tell our listeners. The new term for, for hurricanes mm-hmm. uh, is assholes. Uh, pardon me? Mm, assholes. It, 
<clears throat> is that a, a Latin uh, f uh, terminology for phrase? Uh, uh, no, it's. Uh, oh, I mean, you could accent it with assholes, uh, but mainly right now the word is asshole. Assholes, and you're you're taking the word hurricane away and introducing the word assholes. Correct. Can you please tell me why, sir? Well, uh, two reasons. Uh, the community, we, we, we decided that if you look at a hurricane uh, from above, it looks like a giant asshole. And it also devastates a lot of the world's uh, populations and, and puts people out of homes and jobs, and they just act like assholes. Wow. Uh, okay. Okay, so we're calling them assholes. Correct. What is the size uh, of some of these <clears throat> assholes that come in? And Well, as you know, some of these assholes can get pretty big. Uh, we've got a Category 2, a 3, 4, or 5. Category 5 assholes. How, how big is that? Is that Well, usually wide? those, and I don't know if you've ever seen them from above, no. they're usually white. So they're giant white assholes. Okay. But sometimes if, if, if the water is murky, they look like black assholes. Okay, and how big are these assholes? Uh, they range from uh, 30 to, I'd say, 500 Miles wide. A 500-mile-wide asshole. Giant. You know what? I, you can actually, when they're that big, you can fly directly in. You can fly a okay. C-130 plane okay. into okay. the Sir. asshole. Sir. Okay. And then right back Sir. out. And yes. you won't even touch yes. any of the sides of it. <sighs> Sir, uh, what about the names of, of these things? I mean, we used to have Hurricane Larry, Hurricane Katrina, Hurricane David. What, what's going to happen to that now? Well, that, that pretty much stays the same. Uh, we replaced Hurricane with Asshole. So, uh, Asshole Katrina or Asshole uh, Albert. So Hold now on. if I'm somewhere down in Florida and an asshole's blowing towards my house, I right. can go out on my lawn and... Yell at the skies, get back, asshole David, you asshole, <laughs> get away from here. Is, is, that, is that what this is? Well, yeah, you could yell at an asshole all you want, but usually those assholes just don't listen. <laughs> Sir. I, okay, what, what about uh, how should people prepare for... Well, I'm glad you an asked. An asshole. Do, do we, do we, does the weather service have some kind of plan in place? Absolutely. You know, we, get, we got bashed with Katrina about not having water. Uh, <laughs> our bad. Whoops. But uh, we want to we wanna set up a, a new plan, and we've got one. It's called Preparation H. And what we're going to do Excuse is the, me? the community. It's what? It's, it's, it's a community thing. What is the, the name of it, sir? Preparation H. This preparation uh, plan that we have... Excuse uh, me, wait a minute. Preparation H for the assholes. Correct. And the H was for what? Hurricane at one time? Uh, Helen. But, but the thing is, uh, hurricanes, as they come up on the coast, or as we say, you know, assholes, uh, if you are on that coastline, you're going to need a good, solid plan. And we've got Preparation H for them. So people are supposed to evacuate, get in their cars, and drive as fast as they can from the asshole? Correct. That's step two of Preparation H. 
Now, what about people that get disoriented and drive st straight into the... Drive straight into the asshole, sir. Well, uh, you know, people, they like to stay uh, and watch it. Uh, you know, other people don't want to leave their home. An asshole is going to win. An asshole sir. will slam into your house, sir. and you will get sucked up into that asshole. Sir! Yes. Do you really think this is a good idea, naming the... the these storms, these devastating storms, assholes. Uh, yes, I agree with you. They physically look like a giant swirling asshole. They treat the community like an asshole. Sir, how long have you been a uh, scientist with the Weather Service? Oh, I'd say 15 years now. Have you ever personally been standing in, in an asshole? I've been near many assholes. Sir, would you be offended if I called? Well, thank you for coming on the show I'm today. I'm sorry, were you going to say No, something? I just, I thought maybe. What, what is your, it's Dale? Dale, yeah. <laughs> well, is there a asshole Dale in the weather forecast? Well, it's, <laughs> yeah, everybody hopes to get named uh, for a new asshole, and, and Dale is on the list okay, this year. Sir, so I was, I was just kind of joking there. Oh, you were joking. Okay, I see. Would you rather us name them Donuts? Dale, thank Here's the you. problem. We Dale, had assholes Dale, and Dale. we had Donuts. But nobody wants to run away from a Donut if you go, look out, there's a Category 3 Donut coming down. No. Sir. P assholes, people will run away. Sir. Sir, you know what? I, I, I'm out of here. Point taken. Fine. Good. Go. I, I'm, I'm leaving. An asshole. I heard that. <laughs> he heard it. This is Harlan Williams. I hope uh, you learned something. I hope you're safe. Uh, asshole season's on its way. How many of you listening know a hugger? Yeah, H-U-G-G-E-R. You know any of these people, they love to hug. You greet them, they hug you. They just can't do a handshake. It's got to be a big hug. They gotta press up against you and squeeze their body against you and you can smell the fibers in their sweater. Oh, yeah, great to see you too. Nice to smell ya. Mm. How about people that just think hugs are the next best thing to like an orgasm? Uh-oh, somebody's had a bad day. How about a nice hug? Ah, uh, no thanks, my day wasn't that bad. Well, you did just get in a seven-car pileup, and 12 people died. Come here. How about a nice big hug? You know what? Yeah, that 12-car uh, pileup wasn't so bad. You're just in denial. Come here. How about a nice hug? Let me throw my arms around you. Hug, 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 hug. Uh, how about you uh, walk backwards off a cliff there, tornado nose? Tornado nose. What the hell's that mean? Ah, tornado nose. Well, give yourself a big hug for putting up with my nonsense here on the Harland Highway. Oh, can I give them a big hug? No, leave them alone. Please let me hug them. No, they're my listeners. Ooh, let me hug your listeners. Get out of here, tornado nose. And what about all you dudes out there uh, when it comes to the hugging?
You know what I mean? Like, you know, I think it was kind of like back in the, uh, you know, the 20s, the 30s, the 40s, the 50s. P- guys weren't so much into hugging each other. That Even the, you know, 60s and 70s, it was still a little weird. Like, you know, if you saw two men hug, it still felt a little off. Like, for some reason, it, it was like, what the hell? Did he just hug that dude? And I remember this because, you know, I would never see it. I'd never see my dad, like, you know, his best friends would come over and they'd hug. He didn't do that, you know. It was a handshake, okay? But then every now and then you'd catch the news and you'd see, like, the United States president uh, visiting, uh, you know, Russia or, or, or interacting with some foreign leader and there'd be this big hug and you're like, what? Did the president just hug that the president of the USSR? What? Wait, what? What? Men don't hug. What the hell was that? And then I think it was around like in the 80s, like, uh, you know, the 80s when guys started getting a little more into the hug thing. Because I remember when it started, even I was like, pretty uncomfortable with it you know it's like you just you just didn't do it you did the handshake but then slowly but surely now it's like you know you hug everyone right you 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 know you you you're eating in a restaurant and uh the waiter comes by you give him a hug hey waiter come here come here these string beans are to to die for give me a hug come on is that the janitor over there look at the Get that guy over here. Look at the way he mopped this floor. Give me a hug, janitor. And I, you know what? I, I'm going to leave the table. I'm going to go into the bathroom. That bathroom attendant just, he was such a nice guy as I stood there and did my tinkle. I got to give him a hug. <laughs> God. I'll tell you where hugging's really gone wrong, where hugging's really gone south, and this bugs me to no end, Okay. There used to be a time with celebrities and reporters where celebrities were like the gold and reporters were like the celebrity wannabes, okay? I'm talking about the Entertainment Tonight, the Inside Edition, the uh, Extra Extra, whatever that annoying thing is, right? There was a time when the, uh, the correspondents on these entertainment shows you could just see it in their eyes. They were like starstruck, and they, they knew there was a line that they dare not cross. They, you know, they even felt weird about uh, getting close to these people, right? The Jack Nicholsons and the Paul Newmans. And, I mean, you, you didn't touch them. You didn't get too close unless you were invited. Like, there was a huge difference. I'm a huge damn star, okay, major star around the world. You are a lowly entertainment reporter that sits at a desk and talks about cheap celebrity gossip. And I like that separation, man, because I like my stars to stand on their own. Okay? I do not want to see Jack Nicholson hugging Leonard Maltin. Okay? I don't want to see Meryl Streep hugging Mary Hart. From Entertainment Tonight. And that's what's happening now. This is where I'm going berserk, okay? 
when these guys do these interviews now, when they're on the red carpet or they come into the studio or they're on a movie blitz, they're on a press junket, these friggin' low-life reporters have the gall to do the whole hugging thing now with A-list stars. Forget about A-list, any star. I don't even want to see them hugging Pauly Shore. It's just got to be that separation, right? But now, now these reporters act like they're buds. They act like they're on the same level. It's like, hey, Jack Nicholson, yeah, I, uh, I do all the gossip about when you uh, wake up drunk in a ditch, and uh, I do all the gossip on Lindsay Lohan, and believe me, if you ever get into trouble or you slander someone, or you're uh, you know down on your luck, believe me, I'm going to be plastering your name all over the place and dragging it through the mud. Hey, buddy, give me a hug, Jack Nicholson. No way, man. Are you kidding me? That is my huge pet peeve of the last. And this just started like, you know, I think somebody broke the barrier maybe five, six years ago. The whole correspondence... Hugging the A-listers just kind of is a fairly new phenomenon, and it's got to stop because it blurs that line between what is a real celebrity, and believe me, we already have that problem now, but I'm sorry. I like my real, legit celebrities. I like my Jack Nicholson's, my Meryl Streep's, my Paul Newman's, even though he's dead. I like them dead more than I like the news correspondents from these entertainment shows alive. So uh, easy on the hugs. And uh, speaking of hugs, anybody out there still wear huggies? I don't know why why I asked that. Idiot. I'm asking full-grown people if they wear a baby diaper. What is wrong with me? I think I need to go and hug a rotating helicopter blade i'll be right back this is eddie he wants to party but they just hang up mark of heritage wines john speaking hey how's it going man good how are you man awesome it's eddie (laughs) hello it's who eddie eddie oh eddie yeah i was gonna see if maybe you wanted to throw a barbecue together have a beer and stuff (laughs) I think you, yeah, are you, uh, uh, do you know you have John here? Oh, uh, it's okay. I'm just looking for someone to, you know, hang out with, have a barbie, <laughs> shoot back a couple of Budweiser's, chill out. <laughs> well, hey, what the hell? Well, hello? I don't know who Eddie is. I worked out at the hardware store, man. We're going to throw a barbecue together. We could. No. Some other time then, okay? Have a beer or some coleslaw? (laughs) Gotta go. What? What the hell? Just cigarette? What the? What the hell? That was Eddie. He wants to party. But they just hang up. Hey, everybody. This is Harlan Williams here on the Harlan Highway with another friendly tip. Are you planning to go to a funeral in the near future and the person that died you didn't really care for that much but you don't want to seem insensitive? Here's what you do. Take a bottle of hot Tabasco sauce to the funeral 
when you're sitting in the church, somewhere in the middle of the service, bend down in your pew, dump the hot Tabasco sauce right in your open eyes, and pop back up. Tears will be streaming down your face. You'll be crying like a newborn baby. In fact, you'll be crying red, dripping tears of Tabasco sauce. So people will think you're extra sad. Just another friendly tip from me, Harlan Williams, here on the Harland Highway. Oh, God. Yeah, funerals. You ever do this at a funeral? You're sitting at a funeral and everyone's crying and you're like, you're sitting there and you're like, <laughs> my back hurts. <laughs> right? You make the crying about something else. <laughs> oh, Lordy. Do you remember the first time you ever went to a funeral? Not to get too morbid, but do you ever remember the first time this is a little creepy, but it's, you know, I like to talk about everything here in life. Do you remember the first time you saw a dead body? Ooh, yeah, I know, creepy. Do you remember seeing a stiff at a funeral parlor? And when I say dead body, I, you know, I guess it could be any, anybody, anywhere, you know, but how, how many of us really see a dead body just out in the street? It's not common but i i remember the first time i saw a dead body it was at my grandfather's funeral okay and it was an open casket and it was at a funeral home man and i still had vi- i still have vivid memories of it i was a little kid i must have been about you know seven or eight years old maybe six i don't remember But I remember going in, and the first time I kind of saw the body, I was was just kind of startled and shocked, and no one prepared me for it. Like, my parents didn't say, okay, we're about to go in, and you're going to see, like, your grandfather laying in the middle of this nice room with all this wood paneling and flowers everywhere, and your grandfather that you know and love will be laying in the middle of the room dead. And you'll be able to look at him laying there dead. Oh, God. And that smell of flowers in the air. Those funeral homes have uh, quite the smell. Right? And it was just so freaky to me to see him laying there. It, it's like, in my mind, I'm just like, get up. Get up. Like, he, he looked no different dead than he did alive. It looked like he was asleep. I was a kid. And I was just like, I was kind of amazed, I was fascinated, I was startled, I was sad, I was mortified, I was confused. I was just standing there, come on, get up! Look at you, you're in your nice suit, your hair is all combed. He looked amazing. And he just laying there silently, there was a such a stillness to it, you know? Even when people sleep, you know, the, the, you can tell there, there's, you know, you can hear their breath. You can you can just almost feel their body heat coming off of them. You can see the rhythm of their ribs going up and down as they breathe. Even if they're a very peaceful sleeper, somehow you sense that they're sleeping. But a dead person, it's just, ugh, it's just like they're just there. 
And I wasn't creeped out. Like, it wasn't like a zombie movie. It was just, it was just like, I don't know. I was a kid. I couldn't understand it. I couldn't get my head around it. It was startling. It was like, it's like there was a sadness in my, in my body because, you know, everything this person needed to be as a person was right there in front of me. There was the skin and, and the hair and the suit and the face that I knew and the veins and the freckles and you're, you're right there, dude. What do, you, what do you mean you're dead? I see you. You're laying there. Get up. Get up, get up, get up. And then my mind was just like misfiring and, you know. So maybe note to uh, parents. I don't know how it works now. I haven't been to an open casket funeral for a while, but maybe note to parents. Maybe prepare your kid for a dead guy or girl, you know. And I'm not I'm not blaming my parents. They probably, you know, they were wrapped up in the in the death. It was a sad moment. They probably didn't register with them that, you know, they were going to see a dead a dead person. I'm amazed I wasn't more traumatized. I mean, it was almost like everyone was so like, yeah, it's a dead, it's, you know, it's grandpa, he's dead, here he is. Everyone gather around. Like, no one made a big deal out of it, so maybe it never remained with me as a big deal. But it was certainly impactful. It's certainly ingrained on my memory, the scents, the aromas, the feeling. And, and then I, I, I did the, uh, you know... I had to do it as a kid. I touched him. I just had to like I like I couldn't believe he wasn't ready to just get up and talk to me and say something. Like it made no sense. You know? So I I, I, I like reached out and I touched him and he was cold and lifeless and there was nothing there and I was just like ah and then I kind of got really sad, and I, I think I remember stroking his head, like his hair. And remember, I was a kid, you know. I'm, I'm just trying to bring my grandfather back to life here. I'm trying to make a connection. I'm trying to comprehend that he's gone forever. His laugh, his look, his touch, his sense of humor, just gone and I remember the same thing happened when my other grandfather died. I was a little bit older, not too much, a couple, you know, maybe four years later. And, you know, I didn't see anything wrong with touching. I mean, not, not in a, it's not in the way you think nowadays. You hear that and you think, oh my God, Hannibal Lecter, Jeffrey Dahmer. No, it was a sensitive, it's, it's the way if you lost your dog. You, you had to put your dog down. You, you would certainly sit there and stroke it and cry and try to connect with it and have, have contact with it. And I remember my, my second grandfather, I remember putting my little hand on his forehead and, and rubbing back on his hair, like just like, you know, patting the hair on his head back. And his hair just, it felt, you know, because hair doesn't deteriorate immediately or even after a while and it was just so soft and it was so real and it was him and 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 I don't know that's when I was a little older I was even more sad because I understood it now I understood that this person was gone they weren't coming back 
but it's tough to see to see a, a, a living body there or a dead body there of someone who was living that you interacted with and oh it's just sad and now i'm bringing everyone down but i like to talk about experiences here on the harlan highway and that's certainly one that i went through I'm sure you've gone through, and uh, I don't know, if you want to share any thoughts on that topic with me, you know the number, 323-215-1486. I don't know what you'd say about it, but I opened up, won't you? I don't know. I, I just feel like at my at my funeral, man, I you know, not that I'm ever going to die. Hold on. No, I'm not. I'm not planning on dying. Are you kidding? I'm just saying. What if? You know. Okay. What if? Maybe. But no, I I won't be dying. But in a hypothetical world, you know, I think I'll probably have like some Black Sabbath playing and some Iron Maiden, and I'll you know, make people watch a a clip of uh, you know my favorite movie, and I don't know. I feel like uh, funerals could be a little peppier. Maybe they, they, they've got to be retooled, you know? Make it so that uh, people celebrate more that the person was here instead of being so devastated that they're gone. I don't know. It's a, it's a touchy thing. It's a touchy, touchy thing, this death. And let's hope that death never touches you anytime soon because we got a lot of road to travel here on the Harland Highway we got a lot, a lot of miles to, to cross, and uh, I'm not going to go out. I know I'm coming to the end of the podcast. I don't want to go out on this topic. I don't want you to feel uh, like it was weird or creepy or morbid. It's a tough topic to talk about. It's sensitive. It might even make some of you emotional. I can feel myself getting a little emotional remembering all this stuff. It, it's, it's a weird one. So we're not going to go out like this. No. We're going to celebrate life. We're going to celebrate laughter. And what better way to do it than to head down to the Harland Highway Celebrity Racetrack before we close out the show today. And let's go catch some creepy celebrities running around the Harland Highway Celebrity Racetrack. Here we go. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Charles Parsley, and I'll be calling the race today, the Celebrity Race at the Harland Highway Celebrity Race Track. Today we have Pee Wee Herman in Gate 1. We have Lindsay Lohan, actress in Gate 2, star of the movie Precious in Gate 3, and in Gate 5, Shaq O'Neal, NBA star Shaq O'Neal. They're readying at the gate. They're just about to ring the bell. And there they go, the bell has been rung. There they go, the gates are open and it looks like, what's this, Shaq O'Neal is standing in his gate. The Shaq O'Neal NBA star has not moved. His gate is wide open but he refuses to leave the gate. He's just standing there. That's given a lot of opportunity for Lindsay Lohan, Pee Wee Herman and Precious. Precious thundering down the track. The whole stadium shaking. The light stands are swaying back and forth under the pressure of her enormous weight. Lindsay Lohan, Lindsay Lohan knocked off her feet and she's pulling a conniption fit in the middle of the, of the racetrack. She's laying on her chest, banging, 
banging the, the, the dirt with her fist like a little bratty spoiled child. And Pee Wee Herman, Pee Wee Herman has steadied himself in his little suit and his white shoes. He's making stupid retarded faces to the crowd. It looks like he sees some little boys in the crowd. He's making his way to the little boys. Everyone's concerned. But it's okay, he's pulled out some toys and he's doing a puppet show for the little boys. Lindsay Lohan has now gotten up. It looks like she's ready to run, but no, no, she's smashing her fist against the railing. She's pulling her own hair out and it looks like she's taking a bottle of Jack Daniels out and she's consuming it. It looks like she's going to down the whole bottle and Shaq O'Neal, Shaq O'Neal still refusing to leave the gate. He just stands there watching all the action as Precious, Precious now thundering down the track and she's tripped. She's tripped on some mud and she's rolling. She's rolling like a giant bowling ball. And oh my goodness, Pee Wee Herman is in front of her. It's like a scene right out of Raiders of the Lost Ark. It's like a giant round stone, a giant rock rolling after Pee Wee. Pee Wee can't get out of the way. Oh, and Pee Wee Herman has been flattened. He's been flattened. Puppets and toys flying everywhere. And Lindsay Lohan is smoking a joint and yelling at the crowd, ripping her hair out. And it looks like Shaq. Shaq is about to make a move. Shaq is, he's stepping out of the gate. He takes one giant step, and Shaq has crossed the finish line. It only took one step for the nine-foot monster to win the race, and in one step, he knocks out Precious and Lindsay Lohan. Shaq O'Neal winning today at the Holland Highway Celebrity Racetrack. What a race indeed. I'm Charles Parsley. We'll see you in the winner's circle. Until next time, happy racing. Oh, boy. Precious rolls, steamrolls Pee Wee Herman. <laughs> Made you look. Um, well, there you go. Hope we got you out on a laugh. Uh, lots to ponder today. Life and death. And questions of the heart. Oh, it's fun. It's fun to it's fun to reflect. It's fun to be introspective. It's fun to laugh. We do it all right here on the Harland Highway. And until next time, my friends, live large, be happy, and chicken chow main baby. <laughs>